This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How can we parent our children in ways that lead to a lasting faith? Stay tuned to learn more about Sarah Cohen Johnson's new book, Teach Your Children Well, a step-by-step guide for family discipleship. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 2 Kings chapter 3, verses 4 through 27. Now King Mesha of Moab was a sheep breeder. He would send as tribute to the king of Israel 100,000 male lambs and the wool of 100,000 rams. When Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. At the time, King Jehoram left Samaria and assembled all Israel for war. He sent this message to King Jehoshaphat of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Will you fight with me against Moab? Jehoshaphat replied, I will join you in the campaign. My army and horses are at your disposal. He then asked, Which invasion route are we going to take? Jehoram answered, By the road through the wilderness of Edom. So the kings of Israel, Judah, and Edom set out together. They wandered around on the road for seven days and finally ran out of water for the men and animals they had with them. The king of Israel said, Oh no, certainly the Lord has summoned these three kings so that he can hand them over to the king of Moab. Jehoshaphat asked, Is there no prophet of the Lord here that we might seek the Lord's direction? One of the servants of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here. He used to be Elijah's servant. Jehoshaphat said, Yes, he receives the Lord's messages. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to visit him. Elisha said to the king of Israel, Why are you here? Go to your father's prophets or your mother's prophets. The king of Israel replied to him, No, for the Lord is the one who summoned these three kings so that he can hand them over to Moab. Elisha said, As certainly as the Lord of heaven's armies lives, whom I serve, if I did not respect King Jehoshaphat of Judah, I would not pay attention to you or acknowledge you. But now, get me a musician. When the musician played, the Lord energized him, and he said, This is what the Lord has said. Make many cisterns in this valley. For this is what the Lord has said. You will not feel any wind or see any rain, but this valley will be full of water, and you and your cattle 
and animals will drink. This is an easy task for the Lord. He will also hand Moab over to you. You will defeat every fortified city and every important city. You must chop down every productive tree, stop all the springs, and cover all the cultivated land with stones. Sure enough, the next morning, at the time of the morning sacrifice, water came flowing down from Edom and filled the land. Now all Moab had heard the kings were attacking, so everyone old enough to fight was mustered and placed at the border. When they got up early the next morning, the sun was shining on the water. To the Moabites, who were some distance away, the water looked red like blood. The Moabites said, It's blood. The kings must have fought one another. The soldiers have struck one another down. Now Moab seized the plunder. When they approached the Israelite camp, the Israelites rose up and struck down the Moabites, who then ran from them. The Israelites thoroughly defeated Moab. They tore down the cities. And each man threw a stone into every cultivated field until they were covered. They stopped up every spring and chopped down every productive tree. Only Kir Hareseth was left intact, but the soldiers armed with slings surrounded it and attacked it. When the king of Moab realized he was losing the battle, he and 700 swordsmen tried to break through and attack the king of Edom, but they failed. So he took his firstborn son, who was to succeed him as king, and offered him up as a burnt sacrifice on the wall. There was an outburst of divine anger against Israel, so they broke off the attack and returned to their homeland. 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 41 through 50. Jehoshaphat's reign over Judah. In the fourth year of Ahab's reign over Israel, Asa's son, Jehoshaphat, became king over Judah. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhai. He followed in his father Asa's footsteps and was careful to do what the Lord approved. However, the high places were not eliminated. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense on the high places. Jehoshaphat was also at peace with the king of Israel. The rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign, including his successes and military exploits, are recorded in the scroll called The Annals of the Kings of Judah. He removed from the land any male cultic prostitutes who had managed to survive the reign of his father Asa. There was no king in Edom at this time. A governor ruled. Jehoshaphat built a fleet of large merchant ships to travel to Ophir for gold, but they never made the voyage because they were shipwrecked in Ezion Gibber. Then Ahaziah, son of Ahab, said to Jehoshaphat, Let my sailors join yours in the fleet. But Jehoshaphat refused. Jehoshaphat passed away and was buried with his ancestors in the city of his ancestor David. His son, Jeroam, replaced him as king. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 31 through chapter 21, verse 7. Jehoshaphat's reign ends. Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah. He was 35 years old when he became king and reigned for 25 years in Jerusalem. His mother was Azubah, the daughter of Shilhai. He followed in his father Asa's footsteps and was careful to do what the Lord approved. However, the high places were not eliminated. The people were still not devoted to the God of their ancestors. The rest of the events of Jehoshaphat's reign, from start to finish, are recorded in the annals of Jehu, son of Hanai, which are included in the scroll of the kings of Israel. Later, King Jehoshaphat of Judah made an alliance with King Ahaziah of Israel, who did evil. They agreed to make large sea-going merchant ships. They built the ships in Ezion Gibber. Eliezer, son of Dodarahu, from Merashah, prophesied against Jehoshaphat, because you made an alliance with Ahaziah. 
The Lord will shatter what you have made. The ships were wrecked and unable to go to sea. Jehoshaphat passed away and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son, Jerome, replaced him as king. Jerome's reign. His brothers, Jehoshaphat's sons, were Azariah, Jekiel, Zechariah, Azariahu, Michael, and Shephatiah. All these were sons of King Jehoshaphat of Israel. Their father gave them many presents, including silver, gold, and other precious items, along with fortified cities in Judah. But he gave the kingdom to Jerome because he was the firstborn. Jerome took control of his father's kingdom and became powerful. Then he killed all his brothers, as well as some of the officials of Israel. Jerome was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned for eight years in Jerusalem. He followed in the footsteps of the kings of Israel, just as Ahab's dynasty had done, for he married Ahab's daughter. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, but the Lord was unwilling to destroy David's dynasty because of the promise he made to give David a perpetual dynasty. 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 16 through 22. Jerome's reign over Judah. In the fifth year of the reign of Israel's king, Joram, son of Ahab, Jehoshaphat's son, Jehoram, became king over Judah. He was 32 years old when he became king and reigned for eight years in Jerusalem. He followed in the footsteps of the kings of Israel, just as Ahab's dynasty had done, for he married Ahab's daughter. He did evil in the sight of the Lord, but the Lord was unwilling to destroy Judah. He preserved Judah for the sake of his servant David, to whom he had promised a perpetual dynasty. During his reign, Edom freed themselves from Judah's control and set up their own king. Jerome crossed over to Zaire with all his chariots. The Edomites, who had surrounded him, attacked at night and defeated him and his chariot officers. The Israelite army retreated to their homeland, so Edom had remained free from Judah's control to this very day. At the same time, Libna also rebelled. 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 1-7 through Elisha helps a widow and her sons. Now a wife of one of the prophets appealed to Elisha for help, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You know that your servant was a loyal follower of the Lord. Now the creditor is coming to take away my two boys to be his servants. Elisha said to her, What can I do for you? Tell me what do you have in the house? She answered, Your servant has nothing in the house except a small jar of olive oil. He said, Go and ask all your neighbors for empty containers. Get as many as you can. Go and close the door behind you and your sons. Pour the olive oil into all the containers. Set aside each one when you have filled it. So she left him and closed the door behind her and her sons. As they were bringing the containers to her, she was pouring the olive oil. When the containers were full, she said to one of her sons, Bring me another container. But he answered her, There are no more. Then the olive oil stopped flowing. She went and told the prophet. He said, Go sell the olive oil. Repay your creditor, and then you and your sons can live off the rest of the profit. New Testament reading, Matthew chapter 26, verses 20 through 30. When it was evening, he took his place at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. They became greatly distressed, and each one began to say to him, Surely not I, Lord. He answered, The one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go as it is written about him. 
But woe to the man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him if he had never been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely not I, Rabbi. Jesus replied, You have said it yourself. The Lord's Supper. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood, the blood of the covenant, that is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, from now on I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 30. The Lord's Supper. Now when the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table, and the apostles joined him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that from now on, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. A final discourse. But look, the hand of the one who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man is to go just as it has been determined. But woe to the man by whom he is betrayed. So they begin to question one another as to which of them it could possibly be who would do this. A dispute also started among them over which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. So Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors. Not so with you. Instead, the one who is greatest among you must become like the youngest, and the leader like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is seated at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is seated at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are the ones who have remained with me in my trials. Thus I grant to you a kingdom, just as my Father granted to me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Gracious and holy and just God, we thank you, O Lord, for your kindness and your compassion. We thank you, O Lord, for this new day and the new mercies that you bring our way. We thank you for an opportunity to get in the word, O God. We know that as we are listening, as we are studying along, O God, that we are not alone, that we are a part of a people who are studying right now together that you have not left us to rough it or to make it by ourselves, but we are a part of a body, O oh God. And so I thank you for this. I thank you for the truth that even if we feel lonely, we are not alone. For you have given us your very self and you have given us to a people, O oh God. I thank you, O oh Lord, that you have made promises to us, like promises that you made to David, O oh God, that despite the sin of generations to come, and even despite David's own egregious sin, your promises are yes and amen. And for that, O oh God, we are reminded of how we can entrust ourselves to you, that you do fight our battles, that you defend us, that you bring to pass every promise that you have made for your people. And you do it not because of our own merit or our own goodness, 
You do it because you love us and because of what Jesus has done on our behalf. God, we thank you for this. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ today. And God, we thank you that you have reminded us that the way up is down, that humility, that service and kindness and compassion is the way of the kingdom. We thank you, O Lord, that when we, like your disciples then, now, search after glory and a type of honor that puts us over other people. You remind us with your loving rebuke that we are to be servants. Oh God, remind us that we are sojourners in this land. Wherever we find ourselves, we are passing through. And let it be said of us by our neighbors, oh God, that we came to serve, that we were compassionate, that we were generous, that we were thoughtful, that we were caring, oh God. We pray, oh Lord, that we would honor you and the way in which you have blessed us that you condescended, the one who truly and rightfully has all power and glory and honor and prestige, and yet you gave your very self up for us. Thank you for this model of humility, O God, and thank you that you have called us to be like Jesus, not in hoarding power over others, but to be like Jesus in being chief among those who serve. It is in your name that we pray and we entrust ourselves. Amen and amen. Sarah Cohen Johnson, the author of Teach Your Children Well, believes that parental involvement is the most influential predictor of a child's spirituality throughout their lives. Sarah's book discusses how parents can have an active discipleship role in forming their children's faith and provides insights and strategies for children in different stages of life. This valuable resource, which includes exercises and activities that families can do together, can help parents disciple their children creatively and confidently. Get your copy of Teach Your Children Well today at ivpress.com and as a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivpress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag Truth's Table. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.